Relevant Radio is listener-supported radio. Give from the heart. Give from the heart. To the radio station that supports you heart and soul. This is the Relevant Radio Winter Pledge Drive. Give from the heart. Well, hello, hello, hello. Big day at Relevant Radio. Of course, thank you again for your amazing generosity and just some wonderful news, Dr. Han, Dr. Scott Han. You know, I don't, I'm not really a scholar. I just play one on the radio. Dr. Scott Han is a real scholar and he's going to be on the family rosary tonight. That's tonight, right? Uh, he's going to be on the family rosary tonight and, uh, 7 p.m. Central time at 7 p.m. Central time. The voice in my head is telling me, and he is, um, He's just a wonderful guy. He really is. And uh, so that's tonight. And also, we we started broadcasting in Honolulu. Mahalo, Honolulu. It's gotten warmer here where I am. The snow is melting. It's probably just because we opened in, in Honolulu. So 103.9 FM radio. So nice. At least I can... Malakalikimaka is a thing. Okay. Oh, we're speaking in tongues again. <laughs> That's, uh, uh, what is that, Merry Christmas in, in Hawaiian? At any rate, let's pray. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of Virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy, hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, all right, let us go to the big book on the coffee table. We transition to uh, the second creation account today, Genesis, the second chapter. There are two creation accounts. Well, which one is real? They're both real. Remember, I'm always telling you that, you know, the creation happened in seven days from God's perspective, from God's point of view. The, the, the first chapters of Genesis are literally true from God's point of view. A scientist looking at it. Uh, it says 14 billion years, and that's fine. But what God wants to tell us is that in his perspective, it's these seven days. And, uh, well, these two accounts, they're kind of, not. how do they go together? They go together because this is what the Lord wants to tell us about the nature of the creation. And the most important, important, important thing in this story, and we're going to talk about it again in the word of the day, is seven. Seven is the big deal here because seven is the um, uh, sum total of perfection. Four being the number of earthly perfection, three being the number of heavenly perfection. This is the way that, that the Israelites, the Hebrews, looked at numbers. And so seven is, is the sum total of perfection. And the earth was not made in seven days. It was made in six, which is a very imperfect number very imperfect number. Um, it's very interesting. The rainbow has seven, seven uh, colors. It's a, it's, a, it's a repetition of the covenant. And, and there are some people who think the rainbow only has six colors. Six is a very imperfect number. And it's important to understand that imperfection is built into the creation uh, again, we, we read in, in St. Paul's letter to the Romans that that uh, he subjected, the one who created, uh, subjected the world to to imperfection. Ah, yeah, yeah, that's in Romans. Uh, um, uh, let me, I'll find that. But he subjected it to imperfection. Uh, we have this idea that somehow that, that the the garden of eden was this perfect place it was not perfect and that adam and eve just sat around you know doing nothing and lolling about and watching reruns no we we read today in the readings that that um the the uh, the task of caring for the garden uh was given to adam and eve that he was to 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 
really work this garden. The Lord, there was, uh, let's see here. Let me find the verse. Okay. The Lord planted a garden and uh, um, God took the man and settled him in the garden of Eden to cultivate and care for it. Did you remember that? He was supposed to cultivate and care for the garden. And then we read in the, the same passage that that he put a tree in the middle of the garden, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and said, you must not eat from that tree. All the other trees, they're there for you. That tree you must not eat because the moment you eat from it, you are surely doomed to die. The Garden of Eden was not a perfect place. The creation was imperfect. Six days, not seven. And I shared with you earlier on the second day, God didn't say it was good. There was separation of the heavenly waters from the earthly waters. And this was only resolved in the New Testament when Jesus says that I will, he who believes in me will have rivers of living water spring up in him. So the creation as we received it is not perfect. And I think this is a very important thing. Why would God do this? Why would God put a fly in the ointment? Why would God put this tree of the knowledge of good and evil uh, in, in, in the garden so that we could choose him? You know, um, we so often when we pray, oh, God, if you love me, you would give me this. Uh, I, how often do I tell you the story of the, the Hollywood starlet who's in her in her early 20s and she marries the 95-year-old billionaire with one foot on a banana peel and one foot in the grave. And they do the puff piece. And she says, oh, I'd love him if he were the poorest man in the world. And, and uh, of course, when he keels over in a few months, um, she, she, she gets into a battle royal with the first, second, and third wives because he's left everything to his, his, this, this starlet and her two chihuahuas. And the lawyers have a battle royal. Well, <clears throat> she couldn't love him. She had to love him. He was so rich and she was so poor. And we treat God like that. Oh, you can give me whatever I want. Why don't you? You must be me. God, God wants to say, if there was nothing in it for you, would you still love me? Do we love God for what he gives us or do we love him for himself? And in the garden, God gave Adam and Eve the chance to love and obey and to become his children for love of him and not for love of of the perks. And they failed the test. Now, another interesting idea. He put the tree of the knowledge of good and evil in the garden. And he basically said, I'll take care of these things for you. You don't eat that, that tree. Well, they did. And then he says, they have touched... They've eaten of the fruit of the knowledge, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Let us cast them out of the garden. Lest they touch the tree of life and so live forever. Oh, that's just mean. So for eating that fruit, he killed them? No, he let them sleep. He let them, he let them rest. Uh, because you see, the, the tree of, of, uh, of life is the cross and someone else touched the tree of life for them that was christ on the cross to live forever in a state of alienation from god is the very definition of hell so god was thinking of them and loving them and finding a way for them to 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 repent and to to return to his good graces so, you know, we think, you know, we think of the Garden of Eden as this perfect place and we were in this perfect state. No, we weren't. And I've been saying all week that that to expect perfection from this world is a kind of idolatry. To expect from this world what you can only get from God is a kind of idolatry. To expect from your parents, from your children, from your friends, from politicians, from the clergy, a perfection that you can only get from God is blasphemy. It's an idolatry. We're weak and flawed and sinful and always have been since the very beginning of humanity, since the, gar the flawed Garden of Eden, the paradise to which we're going is not flawed, but the Garden of Eden was. It had imperfection worked into it. And uh, uh, 
so does the human race. Uh, and, and it is only through Christ and his cross that that imperfection is is um, remedied. All right, we are going to go to a break. I think we're going to hear from Father Rocky. Is that what Father Rocky is coming up? So pay attention. Father Rocky is far more coherent than I am. He never says um. Hi, this is Father Rocky, CEO of Relevant Radio and your host for the Family Rosary Across America. Have you heard about the gifts we have today at the dollar a day level? My Irish German eyes are smiling. It's a beautiful marble bead green Irish rosary and a St. Patrick medal, which traveled with Drew to holy sites in Ireland. The rosary has a miraculous centerpiece and an ornate Celtic crucifix. It really has the look of a rosary from the old country. It's boxed if you like to give it as a gift. The set includes the rosary, a St. Patrick holy card with the Irish blessing prayer on the back, and a satin-lined gift box. The gorgeous green marbled bead Irish rosary and St. Patrick medal is our special thank you gift for a donation of a dollar a day to Relevant Radio. Give online now at RelevantRadio.com or on the Relevant Radio app. Those are the quickest ways to give, but if calling is your only option, give us a ring, 877-291-0123. And it has been truly amazing how excited everyone is about this rosary and the medal of St. Patrick. It is beautiful. People are loving it. They are going so fast. Flying out of here. Just flying off mm-hmm. the shelf. How do you get it? It's a simple dollar a day at RelevantRadio.com using the app on your smartphone or tablet or by calling 877-291-0123. That's 877-291-012. Look at this hour. Oh, I didn't finish the number. 0123. I got excited. We've already had like 25 of them this hour that have been claimed. Already. Yes, and we're just a few minutes into the hour. You want to get uh, one of these beautiful marble rosaries as soon as you possibly can before they're gone. And uh, the number again, 877-291-0123. Give online at RelevantRadio.com or on the Relevant Radio app. Uh, along with, And this is all for a dollar a day. You get the beautiful marble Irish rosary, also the St. Patrick medal. Now that medal traveled with Drew all uh, throughout Ireland to many, many holy sites. And in addition to that, the terrific book by Sister Faustina, Jesus, I Trust in You. And uh, I was looking at the the Litany of Trust, which is in in the book, uh, looking at that with Mary just a few minutes ago. Uh, the first part of it is— it's beautiful. Isn't it beautiful? Yeah, mm-hmm. the Sisters of Life uh, have that on their website if you want to check out the Litany of Trust. But the book, uh, Jesus, I Trust in You— 30 day, uh, thirty day retreat mm-hmm. with the Litany of Trust. That those three gifts are yours for a dollar a day to Relevant Radio right now. Eight seven seven two nine one zero one two three online at relevantradio.com or on the app. And if you give online or on the app, you get the bonus download from Father Kabicki. Great talk. It's gonna it's gonna reveal to you how much God loves you. It's Jesus, I trust in you. So by all means, make that gift online now at relevantradio.com. Use the app on your smartphone or tablet. A dollar a day is all it takes. Barbara in Boulder Junction, she said, I want one of those. I need my rosary. And she made that special gift of a dollar a day. Dorothy in Brooklyn Park, Minnesota, you've got a dollar a day. Michael in Philadelphia came in at a dollar a day. And so did Andrew in Riverside, Illinois. Illinois, a dollar a day. 877-291-0123 on the Relevant Radio app or at the uh, the Relevant Radio website as, as well. Three gifts today at the dollar a day giving level when you give from the heart the beautiful marble Irish rosary, also the uh, St. Patrick medal, which traveled with Drew all throughout Ireland, and the book by Sister Faustina, Jesus, I Trust in You. All three of those gifts are yours. RelevantRadio.com, the app, or 877-291-0123. Please give from the heart. Keep on. I want to keep on. I got to stay out on my knees. I want to keep on. That's a good thing to try to do. I want to go back to the readings because I, I didn't talk about the gospel. And the gospel fits in very nicely with the first reading. This is Mark, the seventh chapter, the 14th uh, and following. 
Jesus said, hear me, all of you, and understand nothing that enters one from outside can defile a person, but the things that come out are from within, uh, come out from within are what defile. And, you know, Jesus uh, declared all foods clean. Well, why were there some unclean foods? There was a purpose to that. Well, some foods are unclean because they're not said had nothing to do with with hygiene and health. I really believe, you know, well, pigs are dirty. Have you ever been to a chicken coop? I mean, heaven forfend, chickens are filthy. And you don't cook them enough, you get salmonella. No, I think it had nothing to do with hygienic practice. What it had to do with was keeping the uh, the Israelite people from uh, from moral pollution, to keep them separate. Um, having dinner with an Orthodox Jewish family is a real stretch. Uh, we had Rabbi Lefkowitz over for dinner once. We had to have a kosher caterer and someone who was called, I think was he called a... I can't remember what he was called, but he was a person who was qualified to make sure that everything was kosher. Um, it, 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 it's something that keeps you separate. And the idea is it's to keep you from morally separate. Uh, for instance, don't eat pork. Well, people mostly ate meat after a ritual sacrifice. And the pig was a very common sacrificial animal because people couldn't afford a cow but they could afford a pig. So, uh, you know, that, that idea of, of, well, they don't eat pigs because pigs are dirty. No, pigs were, were a favorite food of the Greek gods. So Jesus said, this is no longer necessary. I don't want to keep you from relationship with other people. I want to fill you with the Holy Spirit and send you out to other people. That said, the way that this fits in with the, the um, first reading is, you know, I thought the world was going to be perfect. It was going to be just wonderful and everything would be rosy and swell. And how come God doesn't give me everything I want? We blame things outside of us for our unhappiness. And we blame things outside of us for our happiness. Uh, that, that nothing that enters into us from outside can make us unclean. Well, you look at, at the world in which we live today, in which we live today, and, you know, I think <laughs> there's an old song, oh, oh, Sigmund Freud, oh, Dr. Freud, how we wish you had been differently employed. The idea that, that somehow it's our poor upbringing and our, it's our, the circumstances in which we, we've grown up, it makes us, we're all victims. No, we're not. We're not all victims. I'm, there's, there's victimization in the world. It's true. But you see, ultimately, what goes into me does not determine who I am unless I let it be that food or be that the circumstances of my life. Now, one should be very, very sympathetic with people who've had a, a rough patch in their life. But I have known people, you know, I, I, I worked for years in an orphanage and, and there were some of those kids who, who grew up to be uh, tragic people. But then there were kids who grew up to be just the best of the best, sterling citizens, uh, good parents, uh, loving spouses. And you can't just say that, oh, if a person has had a rough life and has uh, come from difficult circumstances, they're just going to be terrible. No, they're not. It isn't what's outside of us that determines who we are. It's accepting the Lord in our lives and living according to the principles that he teaches that will make us happy or unhappy. So uh, scripture is clear elsewhere uh, in the Gospel of Matthew. As you measure out, so it's measured to you. Uh, if you. If you treat the world badly, the world is going to treat you badly. If you treat the world well, the world is going to treat you much better. You know, if you start the day by barking at people, well, they're going to bark back. If you start the day by smiling, well, chances are they're going to smile back. Uh, that that what's within us is what comes out. What's outside uh, is not what pollutes us spiritually. So, all right, at least that's how I read it. So, um Nah, let's go. Let's go to uh, where are we going to go to now? Let's go to letters. I got letters. 
okay, where did I put the letters? Okay. All right. This is a letter. All right. Okay. This is from Katie. And uh, I was kvetching about, about priests. I forget the kvetch I had, but, you know, that that um, especially in the sacristy between the voicemen said, yeah, there's a lot of kvetches about that. Well, this particular kvetch. You know, in the sacristy before mass, it's often chaos. When I was a boy, many, many eons ago, you didn't get into the sacristy. Father was preparing for mass, and there are prayers that a priest is really expected to say to prepare for mass. And he has got to kind of compose himself and to focus on what he's doing. Now, of course, the sacristy is where you go to gossip with the priest before mass. You, oh, oh, glad, Father, I'm glad I caught you. I'm glad I caught you. Let me, can I have the hall on Thursday? Oy, Gewalt, as we say in Skokie. You know, I was always in trouble with the secretary because I would give away the store People would, would come and ask for things. Can you come to dinner on Thursday? I, I think so. Let me, you know, uh, yeah, he's coming. Uh, it would just be chaos. And by the time that you started up the aisle from the vestibule or from wherever you processed in, there were 20 things going on in your head. That's not good. Well, Katie says, you're much like the mother of young children who wants to pray, but spends all her time surrounded by the needs of her children. You as a priest are surrounded by the needs of the parishioners with whom you serve. The young mother offers up the care of her children as a prayer, which is a good example for the priest to do the same. The mother is not mother is not going to stand before a few hundred people and try to say something coherent about the gospel. You know, that I, I don't know that I see it that way, that... that um, <clears throat> I really find that, that a priest who, how to put this, how to put this, that is, you know, the sanctity of motherhood is something I'm not about to dispute. And that the, the sacrificial life of the mother, uh, and of a father is, is of inestimable value and, and is prayer. However, when a priest is going to the altar, he, I really think, needs to focus because, uh, you know, there's a saying, no one gives what he hasn't got. And if a priest is not praying, I know that sounds ridiculous. If a priest is not praying, well, then then he, he's not going to be able to lead people in prayer. Um, I, I, I This is my experience as an old, old priest that... that you know, frequently uh, it's chaos and nobody seems to understand that or respect it. And I don't know how to put that genie back in the bottle, but I think a priest's gift to his people is is his spiritual life. Uh, and and uh, the prayer with which he goes into mass is absolutely essential. Um and I think we've lost a great deal. I, I don't dispute that the the, the, the the sacrificial life of parents is is prayer, but the priest is called to do something a little bit different. Maybe I'll talk about that a little bit more when we get back. But right now, we are going to uh, we're going to the call, are we going to the call center? Oh yeah, the the pitch center there. A better swing, better swing, better swing. Yeah, pitch center. Pitch. There you go. You hit it, Father Simon. You hit it. It is the pitch center, the schmooze cent, schmooze, uh, schmooze central. That's what he called it. 877-291-0123. Relevantradio.com in the app. Hi, it's Neil Robbins and Mary Graham. Uh, joining Father Simon uh, for just a couple of minutes to ask you to give from the heart. And we have some terrific thank you gifts today. When you give at the dollar-a-day giving level to Relevant Radio, we uh, what, what was Kale calling it last hour, the uh, the triple play, the dollar-a-day triple play. That's oh, the, that's what he perfect. called it. He has, he's got just the so gift witty. for the names. Yeah, you know? so witty. I like it. Yeah, and uh, we, it's the beautiful marble Irish rosary, the uh, St. Patrick medal, which traveled with Drew to holy sites all over Ireland, and and Mary knows that I had to. I uh, was scrambling to find the list of all of the different holy sites that um, 
Then, and you're in charge of reading those. <laughs> yeah, that's what you said. I'll mispronounce that's them. I know said. I will. <laughs> yeah, so we'll go over some of those uh, some of those names of of the holy sites uh, shortly here. But the Rosary, the St. Patrick Medal, and the book by Sister uh, Faustina, Jesus, I Trust in You. She was on the air with Josh Raymond on The Inner Life yesterday, and I hear that she will be coming up on oh, Drew Mariani's show uh, coming up this afternoon to get a chance to uh, hear from Sister Faustina herself. So a dollar a day, 877-291-0123 on the app or relevantradio.com. And Mary, we are $11,000 away, 11000 away from $1.2 million. Uh, so that's kind of our mini goal for the next few minutes here. Can maybe we can ask for an eleven thousand dollars? Eleven thousand dollars? Can you do that? And yeah. you can you can have the badge that says, "You know what? I helped them cross the mini goal of one point two million. We've had it happen earlier today, where someone said, yeah. "I can do that." That's mm-hmm. not something everybody can do. But if you can, and you're like, "Sure, let me throw eleven thousand dollars over there," and I can say, "Ooh, I helped them out. I did my part." Everybody else, though, who's not in that category, all we're asking is a dollar a day at eight seven seven two nine one zero one two three. That's 877-291-0123, relevantradio.com or the app are great ways to give because when you give online, you get the bonus download from Father Kabicki and it's going to help you learn and know and understand how dearly God loves you. It's about the sacred heart of Jesus. So make your gift online. It's safe and secure and it's so much faster and easier. You know you're not going to hit a busy signal at relevantradio.com or when you use the app. And if you can come through and get us to that 1.2 million with a big $11,000 gift right now. Let's hear from you. RelevantRadio.com on the app or 877-291-0123. Thank you to Tim and Helena Montana with a dollar a day gift. Also, uh, Catherine in Green Bay, thank you for your dollar dollar a day gift. Can you give a dollar a day? Give from the heart right now. This is the Relevant Radio Winter Pledge Drive. Give from the heart. Give from the heart. Again, thanks. It's amazing that uh, I don't know. I, I, you know, I think of this as therapy for me. But uh, at any rate, I get to complain. You can call in, by the way. The, the, first of all, thank you for your donations. You can donate on the app or by calling 877-291-0123. 877-291-0123 or and you can call and uh, uh, ask any question you may have about the Lord, the faith, the church and the big book on the coffee table, the Bible at 888-914-9149. 888-914-9149. I got lots of open spaces. So call early and ask a question and uh, I'll do my best to to answer it. But I want to go back to where was I? I want to go back to uh, that letter because, you know, I think it's important to understand that that mass is is an encounter with the Lord primarily and an encounter with the community. Also, it isn't one or the other, but you want to encounter the community on a profound level that only the Lord can provide. It's not a meeting of the community. It's, it's okay. Oh, good grief. I'm off on a tangent. The word ecclesia, which is the common word for church in most languages, uh, it, it means the closest thing we have to that in English, and perhaps you've heard me say this, oddly enough, is jury duty. The word means those called out, ecclesia. That's what it means. And every Greek town had its ecclesia. It, they translated assembly. But when you and I hear the word assembly, we think that we get to go down to the, 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 the auditorium and hear a nice talk about traffic safety from a nice fellow, and we don't have to take the math quiz. That's the school assembly. That's not what this is. Ecclesia was a, com- a command performance. The rulers of the city would call the ecclesia to let them know what was going on. Uh, to uh, They would serve as a jury. Juries at the time of Christ in Greek cities sometimes had thousands of people in them. Every free citizen, and it was that was just men. Don't shoot the messenger. Uh, but uh, every free citizen was was obliged to attend the assembly, the ecclesia. That means you were called out. And and if you didn't, 
if you persisted, if you didn't go to the ecclesia, you might be fined. And if you persisted, you would lose your citizenship, which was a big deal in the ancient world uh, and still is a big deal. So the closest we have is jury duty. When people say, I don't like to go to that church because, well, I, uh, the, the music's bad or the, that Father Simon preaches way too long. That you don't you, you don't get a choice. You are summoned by the Lord. And when you are summoned, you don't go in yakking. It's not, it's not, I'm going to see my friends. You may see your friends. The general instruction to the Roman Missal says before mass, there should be silence in church. I've been to places where the choir is practicing. Shouldn't do that. I've been to places where they play mood music. Shouldn't do that. And I'm going to say something really, really offensive to some people now. I don't even think you should be saying the rosary before Mass. I think you should say it after, as a Thanksgiving. Or you can say it silently before. But before Mass, the general instruction to the Roman Missal is clear. There should be silence. Be still and know that I am God, the Scripture says. Um, Now... Uh, I'm not going to complain about the rosary if the people are saying the rosary before mass, but but I think it 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 that silence before mass is a, a very important thing, and that applies to the clergy too. Surely you can't because be serious. Being, I am serious, yes, and don't call me Shirley. Yes, and don't call me Shirley. But I'm I'm I really believe that we should understand what the mass is. It is the summoning of people to the heavenly court. It isn't just a gathering of the people of God. For for a big schmooze, it's not. Uh, maybe I'm radical that way, but I I just think that that used to be that's such a powerful thing to see a hundred people together being silent. You walk in and there's something special here. You know, it's not just your average kind of you know social gathering. It's a powerful witness, and that used to be one of the hallmarks of Catholicism: the respect with which we entered the church. And, you know, the rosary devotion, I really think, and I love the rosary. I have, I have come to really love the rosary. I, we were, we were not encouraged to say the rosary when I was in seminary. And I have learned that the rosary is a powerful, powerful weapon in spiritual warfare. So I am not anti-rosary. On the contrary, I am very pro-rosary. Well, if, if you have the rosary after people might leave, not the people who really want to say the rosary, you know, that, that I really believe that there is something tremendously powerful about entering the church in silence. Be still and know that I am God. Uh, I, I, I don't think that my ranting and raving is going to put that genie back in the bottle, but nonetheless, I really do believe that that, that meditative silence before Mass is a powerful, powerful spiritual reality in the lives of people who do it, and it is also um, a powerful witness to people that they, have, that they are on holy ground uh, that that's important. All right, let's go to the word of the day. Enough of my ranting and raving. Boy, that was a loud gong. Well, I'm in that kind of mood. Um, the uh, the word of the day is seven. I've been talking about seven. The word of the day, uh, seven in, in Hebrew is essentially the same word as to swear. In other words, in Hebrew, you wouldn't say, I swear I'm telling the truth. You would say, I seven you, I'm telling the truth. Essentially, it is the same, the same set of, uh, of consonants, and that's how Semitic languages work, uh, consonantal roots, but that's a little more complicated. Seven, you see, Hebrew was a very vocabulary poor language. One word did a lot of duty for other, other ideas. So the, the, this, the word seven is about covenant. It's about swearing an oath, a solemn oath. And as I'm always telling you, the word sacrament means, uh, it literally means oath to the death in Latin. So this, this, this mass that we go to isn't just a nice gathering of the people of God. It is a solemn oath. The Roman soldier swore the sacramentum when he was inducted. It was an oath to, to uh, um, die if necessary for the emperor. And the sacramentum could also mean an oath to the death between people who are in love. And when Christians just began to translate uh, Greek into Latin, they took the word mystery and they realized the perfect word to translate it was not secret, but solemn oath. 
because there were these mystery cults in which you took solemn oaths in the ancient world. So uh, the word sacramentum was the perfect word, and it was used as early as 100 A.D., uh, for for and possibly earlier in Latin, we have a letter from Pliny to the Emperor Trajan talking about Christians swearing themselves by a sacramentum. So this is a very important idea that 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 mass is a solemn oath. You can understand how the sacrament of marriage is a solemn oath of love. So is mass. When you receive Holy Communion, you are swearing an oath to the death that just as he has given his life for me, I will give my life for him. So mass, you know, this idea, yeah, mass is fun. Let's go to mass. I like that one. The music's good. No, 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 no. That uh, mass is, you know, people say, I don't get anything out of mass. Who told you were supposed to get anything out of mass? You go to mass to give something, to give your life with Christ and for Christ for the salvation of the world, to be to be a victim with him on the altar. You go to mass to give your life to Christ. So this, we've got this this odd concept in our times about mass being just oh it's great fun well phone calls 888-914-9149 and right now we're going to go to a miracle moment i'll come back and take phone calls Uh, i'm in a mood today boy am i in a mood changing lives in your neighborhood and across the nation here's another relevant radio miracle moment hello drew hey I just wanted to give a thanks to Relevant Radio and and you and and all the programs there. It's really helped me out in the last few years. Um, I have had a hard time getting back to confession. Uh, Yesterday, I finally went, you know, that absolution just was a a definite weight off my shoulders. And uh, and I, I just hopefully pray that I can continue to follow the Lord until the day I die. What what a beautiful testimony. Take his advice. He'd been away 40 years. He was away from the faith, 40 years away from the sacrament of reconciliation. Try it. Go back. You'll feel that same weight left. This miracle moment was brought to you by you. Make a tax deductible donation now to support our mission at relevantradio.com or on the relevant radio app or call 877-291-0123. We need $3 million raised this week to keep all of these local stations on the air, keep running across the web, around the world. That's a pretty small number when you think about it, all the souls that we reach each and every day here at Relevant Radio. Uh, We are sitting at about 40% of our need uh, for this pledge drive, and we're over halfway there. So we really need to ramp things up a little bit more. Mm-hmm. It's been great. People are super excited about this fabulous special gift we have available that's available today and today only. But at this point, if we want to cross the little mini goal of $1.2 million, all we need is a $3,000 gift. Can you make that gift right now? And you can you can take that torch and carry it and say, I carried him over the mini goal of $1.2. A $3,000 <laughs> gift is all it will take. I can picture that in my head. Yes, if that's you, $3,000. I'm carrying this torch right now. <laughs> yes, exactly. Three thousand dollars. We would sure appreciate uh, you helping us get to that one point two million dollar mini goal. Marching our way to three million by Friday afternoon. Please give from the heart right now. A dollar a day is what we are asking from uh, for most of you. We would love for you to get the uh, beautiful marble Irish rosary and the St. Patrick Medal, which traveled with Drew to holy sites throughout uh, Ireland. And along with uh, that, the brand new book by Sister Faustina, Jesus, I Trust in You. All three are yours at RelevantRadio.com, the app, or 877-291-0123. And Mary, I was going to go over the list of the different holy sites where the medal has been, and you wanted me to cover the list because of yes, the, because the pronunciations. Okay, so you can I'm put it. Confident. You can put that on me now. <laughs> uh, the Marian Shrine of Knock, where the Virgin Mary appeared to fifteen people in eighteen seventy nine. So it's been there. Uh, Saint Peter's Church in Drogheda, where the relics of Saint Oliver Plunk can be found. Uh, Tomernut, where say it again. There you go. Yeah, we'll see what Patrick Madrid said see? it wrong this morning. Yeah. Yes. I said it right then. Then you said I it. I said it the way he said it. You said it the way he said it. <laughs> <laughs> so why am Draw I reading? <laughs> so why am I reading? And Tober, Tobernot? Tobernot. That one I have no idea. Okay. Uh, okay. I've been to Drahada. That's why I know. Okay, great. Well, th- th- that's where um, we pray the Chaplet of Divine Mercy at the famous Mass Rock, where priests celebrated Mass secretly during the times of the persecutions. And local tradition tells us that St. Patrick himself 
was there. Just a few of the places Mm -hmm. where that medal, the St. Patrick medal, has been. And you can get a medal and the beautiful uh, marble Irish rosary and the book by Sister Faustina, Jesus, I Trust in You, all at the dollar day giving level if you give right now. Relevantradio.com. Use the app on your smartphone or tablet or call 877-291-0123. Give from the heart. Listen, I've traveled every road in this here land. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bare man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I've traveled, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. I love this song. It reminds me of one of my dearest friends. May he rest in peace, Father Pilletti. <laughs> oh, he drove. <laughs> Uh, those of you who knew Father Eddie realized he loved a good road trip. All right, let's let's go to phones. Buddy the Elf, what's your favorite color? Henry, what can I do for you from San Benito, Texas? What can I do for you? Good afternoon, Father. I was just wondering about that video of that pro-lifer uh, a couple of weeks back that was filmed, and some uh, comedian or somebody asked them, if uh, God was pro-life, why did God kill people in the flood? And I was just wondering, what would be your take on that? How would you answer that? Nice, hey, very simple. God is God is the Lord of 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 life. That the Scripture says to God, all are alive, and God didn't kill anyone in the flood. From our perspective, they were dead. From His perspective, they were quite alive. And there comes a point where the cup of evil, the cup of God's wrath, is filled up. Uh, um. The uh, uh, there there are situations that God cannot allow to persist because they are such great moral evil. Uh, the um, uh, I hope this isn't offensive. Are you from a Mexican background? Yes, sir. Yes. Well, yes, you know sir. the the there was a great uh, change in indigenous American life uh, in the century before the Spaniards came. And the Spaniards, you know, the the monks and the friars were great, but the conquistadores, they were awful. But the the there was a situation, I forget his name, but he devised a new, there had always been human sacrifice in the Americas, and the, there was a lot of human sacrifice in Europe too. But there was a guy, uh, he was uh, really made the religion of the indigenous people of Mexico, the Aztecs in particular, really made it this very savage uh, uh, religion in which about 60,000, estimated 60,000 people a year were killed on the altars, and half of them were children. And God put a stop to it. Uh, the, 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 the plagues that, you know, the American Holocaust was incredible. 90% of indigenous life ended. Why would God do that? God does this occasionally. He says, this has got to change. And he's done it in Europe. He's done it in all these places. But from our perspective, these people are dead. They're not dead from God's perspective. He's the Lord of life. And so I don't have the right to take life because I didn't give it. God can transfer that life because he made it. So that would be my response. Okay. Is, that, is that kind of clear? You know, it, it's very controversial to talk about that. But, but I mean, 30,000 kids killed on the altars to the god Tlaloc, there came a point where God yes, said, Father. enough is enough. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, to me, the beauty of Christianity when it came to Mexico, and why I think why why the people of Mexico, the indigenous people of Mexico, accepted Christianity so, so wholeheartedly and still do, is because the, when they realized that the God, their creator, had given his child for them, and they no longer had to give their children to keep the gods going, it was like, this is great. God loves us and doesn't want to consume our children. So that's a little controversial, but uh, I think it's I think it's what really happened. So that helps a little bit, Henry. It helps a lot, Father. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you well, taking well, God my bless. Talk. God bless. Well, I'm honored that you listen. God bless, Henry. Let's go to Vera, who's calling from uh, is it Blair, Wisconsin? What can I do for you, Vera? Hi, Father. First of all, I love your show. Well, thank and, you. Um, oh, it's just superb. And yesterday I was listening and I had a thought. This lady called about 
the not receiving um, the blood um, mm-hmm. during mass. Nice that you call it Eucharist. that. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes. Um, and what occurred to me, I'm a nurse, so I think in physiological terms a lot. In physiology, mm-hmm. you can't have flesh that's not nourished by blood. So yes, that's true. To me, the Eucharist, the 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 host, the blood, the body is implicitly has blood in it because yeah. that's what nourishes it. Does that make sense? I think sense? that's true. That does make sense. You can have blood without flesh, but you can't have flesh without blood. That's interesting. Correct. Uh, that's the whole yeah. premise of the Merchant of Venice, another controversial thing. But, you know, <laughs> and when you think about I'm coming not to get something, but I'm coming to give something, that receiving the the the, 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 the consecrated host which which is the body and blood of the Lord, but symbolizes the body of the Lord. It is the body and blood of the Lord. Its symbol Correct. is the body of the Lord. That that y- right. your gesture is a gesture of offering yourself to God. So you, you know it is yes. necessary to drink from the cup. So I I think that's that's a good insight, a good insight. Vera. And thanks for being a nurse. Nurses are the people oh. who really make people better. The doctor comes, looks at the chart, and says mm-hmm, and leaves. The nurse stays around. God bless you. <laughs> So there you go. Oh, no, thank that, you, Father. Have a great all day. All right. God bless. And doctors are wonderful, too, he said, just as a disclaimer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. John, John from Mesa, Arizona, are you with us? Yes, I am, Father. Uh, good, good. Uh, thank you. A uh, question. Um, it's common among evangelicals to say that when Jesus said, I came to fulfill the law, um, that while well, Jesus fulfilled the moral law, and Jesus is in me now, so I don't have to keep the moral law. However, I tell them, no, Jesus came to fulfill the law, uh, the picture that talked about him and the prophecies that foretold him. He didn't come to fulfill some moral law. Am I correct? Yes, you are correct. And to that I would add that when a Jew talked about the law, he was talking about 613 commandments, specific commandments in the Torah. He came to fulfill the Torah. When a Jew said the law, a Greek-speaking Jew said nomos, he meant the first five books of the Bible. Jesus came to fulfill those first five books in particular, uh, such as, uh, you know, that, that we don't have to offer goats and sheep anymore because we we offer the, the body and blood of Christ uh, in union with the sacrifice of Calvary at the Mass. Uh, you know, that uh, thou shalt not commit adultery. How does Jesus fulfill that law? By his faithful love of his bride, the church, and so on. Jesus came to fulfill Torah, 613 commandments, many of which are ritual commandments. So they, they think of law in a, a European forensic, uh, you know, you shall stop at the stop sign. And that's not what they were talking about when they talked about law. So, no, you're absolutely right that, that Jesus came to fulfill what had been said about him in the scriptures, particularly the first five books. There you go. See? I yeah, it seems people like that. From, yeah. Go on. It just seems like that doctrine of the penal substitution theory of the atonement almost gives them license to live sloppy lives because, oh, gee, yeah, when God looks down on me, all he sees is Jesus. Yeah. You know, most of the evangelicals I've met are sterling moral people, but I have met a few people who think exactly that. But speaking of sterling people, we're going back to the center of schmooze. And here we are in the center of schmooze. Neil Robbins along with Mary Graham asking you to give from the heart. You know, good news. We raised, uh, we went over the $1.2 million mini goal. That's the good news. The uh, the not so good news. We're only at 40% of our, of our total goal for the pledge drive. So we're behind and we need to step on the gas. And what a great day to uh, give to Relevant Radio. We have the uh, the... Dollar a day triple play, as Kale Clark uh, coined it a little while ago. Three gifts today when you give from the heart at the dollar a day giving level. The beautiful marble Irish rosary. You know, I saw this and uh, I made my gift earlier today. It's a beautiful rosary. The St. Patrick medal, which medal which traveled with Drew all over uh, Ireland to various uh, holy sites. And uh, we also have at the dollar a day giving level, the third gift, a Sister Faustina, the Sister Faustina book, Jesus, I Trust in You. And uh, Drew will be talking with her in a little while on uh, on his show. 
That's right. And if you give your gift either at RelevantRadio.com or you use the app on your smartphone or tablet, in addition to everything that Neil just mentioned, you'll also get the bonus download from Father James Kabicki. He first loved us. It's going to help us understand how dearly and deeply God loves us. And yes, he does. He loves you and me and every single one of us so much, more than we could ever imagine the power of that love. And you're going to you're gonna learn and get to understand the depth of that love when you listen to this MP3. So if you want the MP3, you need to make your gift either at RelevantRadio.com or by using the app on your smartphone or tablet. If you can't do that, the phone lines are open at 877-291-0123. That's 877-291-0123, a dollar a day. That's all it takes is a dollar a day, and you'll get all of these great gifts coming your way. And a lot of folks are excited about this rosary and the St. Patrick's Medal. They are, uh, and but it's a limited supply. And like you said earlier today with Patrick, we can't just send Drew back to Ireland. And, nope. And with and and take the medals all over the country again to all the different holy sites. I'm sure he would like that, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, Mike Kendall in the programming department, he might not like it so much <laughs> to uh, have Drew off the air for that that amount of time, ten days, two weeks, whatever. So, give from the heart right now. The the rosaries and the medals and the books are going very very quickly. This is today only that you can get the uh, beautiful marble Irish rosary and the St. Patrick medal, which traveled to Drew to all those different holy sites, along with Sister Faustina's book. 877-291-0123. Oh, I love the music. Have you ever, you're dancing. Have, have you been to Ireland? Have you yes. Been? I love yes, Ireland. And and when you go to a pub in Ireland, mm-hmm. it's the whole family exactly. from, from great grandpa <laughs> on down to the, the little kids that are in the pub. All dancing And there's away. all dancing and playing mm-hmm. different instruments. It really is a family affair. So it it's truly a, is. It's, it's a lot of fun. Give from the heart now at RelevantRadio.com. Use the app on your smartphone or tablet, or give us a call at 877-291-0123. That's 877-291-0123. We have this fabulous rosary and medal of St. Patrick's, and it's the rosary is beautiful. It's absolutely gorgeous, and you mm-hmm. can see it at our website. It has, as Father explained, a little satin liner in the box that it comes in and the prayer card with the Irish blessing in it. Beautiful, beautiful. Be a great gift if you've got somebody who you want to give them something special oh, yeah. for St. Patrick's Day, or you're just Irish yourself and you want your own copy, or if you self-identify as Irish, you can have it too. That's 877-291-0123. You know, I remember uh, being in second grade and we had to to wear, the next day when we came back to school, we had to wear the the flag of the the country of our, you know, heritage, of our Uh heritage. And I I remember saying to my mom, mom, what, you know, what, what are we? And she said, "You're Irish." I said, "Well, yeah, but Dad's Dad's last name is that's English." She, she said, "You're Irish." <laughs> I said, okay, and I seriously, I'm a mutt. I'm English, right, right. Irish, Louis, German, you can pick Scottish. Your favorite flag. Yeah. No, no, no. You're Irish. Eight seven seven two nine one zero one two three. Give online at relevantradio.com or on the Relevant Radio app. Give from the heart at a dollar a day for that beautiful marble Irish rosary and the uh, St. Patrick medal. Uh, Drew took the medals to all kinds of different holy sites, including the Marian Shrine of Knock. You get yours right now, but get it before they're uh, they're all gone by giving online at RelevantRadio.com, 877-291-0123, or on the app. That's RelevantRadio.com. Use the app or give us a call, 877-291-0123. When they're gone, they're gone. Just give from the heart.